Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Time for another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. Walter Storhold with you. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us. We're going to show you the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning with Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Texas and Arkansas. You can find the team online at QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. Carrie, you ready for another great show today? I am ready to rock and roll, Walter. We've got a good program scheduled for today. The uh, main topic of conversation, we're going to be talking about the uh, famous last words of folks in the financial world. What did people say before things went terribly wrong with their financial plan? And are you in danger of saying the same things? We're going to make sure that you don't utter some of these famous last words in your own financial life. We're also going to answer a great question later on in today's show from Vera, who's uh, kind of wondering about maybe having a down stock market soon and what strategies might be best for handling such a situation. So we're going to talk about that and much more straight ahead on today's show. But let's dive into that main topic, Carrie. You know, hopefully your famous last words in life won't be, you know, hey, y'all watch this. <laughs> that, maybe maybe we've all uttered that at some point, And some of us have maybe had some things go wrong after telling our friends or family members something along those lines. In the financial and legal world, there's quite a few phrases you also don't want to be your famous last words either. So I'll throw out some of these potential, you know, famous last words here, Carrie. And you tell me if you've heard people say these things before and kind of what happened as a result. Uh, a lot of people, I think, have said this over the last couple of years, that, and it didn't happen that long ago that they're referring to. And they say things like, you know, I told myself a few years ago that I'd get out of the market if I ever recovered what I lost in 2008. But now I think I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. I have heard that one quite a bit. And, you know, this statement is really interesting. It has a lot going on. Um, and so I really think it just depends on the person and where they're at in life, because for somebody, if they were invested in, say, the tech market, right, after 2008, and they've recovered what they've lost, but they're still highly concentrated in tech or any other just concentrated position and they didn't have a diversified portfolio, then I would really be concerned with where they're at because they're sitting there saying, it's worked for me so far, but in reality, they're just lucky, right, to some extent that it hasn't blown up. But for somebody that did have a diversified portfolio and that they stayed invested, they may be okay to stay in the market. It may not be time for them to get out and they may not be close enough to retirement. And so it really depends on your unique situation. And that's why you really need to have a custom game plan so that you know, you know, why you're in the market and to stay disciplined over the long term. Yeah, it's a great point. And so if you find yourself saying that statement, let that be uh, maybe a little red flag that you might need a better plan in place. Because if you're kind of waffling on that decision, it's probably a sign that you haven't made a lot of changes since 2008. And maybe that's a reason to uh, come in and have a conversation with somebody like Carrie about what changes might be necessary. Another famous last words type statement you might potentially hear, Carrie, I like the security of keeping my money in cash because I know at least I won't lose it. Those are the probably the folks that did make a change after 2008. Right. These are, are the people that panicked in 2008 and decided that they did not want to be in the market and have never gotten back in. 
But the biggest problem here is inflation, right? What are you really losing? Because you're losing purchasing power. And so when you're keeping everything in cash, then you're not even keeping up with inflation and costs are going up. And so your retirement dollars today aren't going to get you as far in the future. And so a lot of people fail to, you know, consider inflation within their overall retirement plan. Yeah, that's the losing money safely term, right? Whenever we talk about inflation. <laughs> that's the, the guaranteed to lose money plan. Yeah, yeah, great point. So that's another famous last word that people have certainly uttered over time. Another good one is nobody in my family has lived past 75. So you know what? I'm not really planning to live a long time either. Why save so much and focus on you know having money when I'm 90 when I, I don't really expect to get there? Right. And this hits on a really big fear for most people. And that's the fear of running out of money in retirement. That's the number one fear. And so if you're sitting there saying that I'm only going to plan to have enough money until I'm 75, then, oh my gosh, that's going to, you know, impact your quality of your life and your family's life. And so we really have to plan for longer life expectancy. And a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, their life expectancy is, you know, up in the 90s, if, you know, family history or good health or whatever. But we have to take that into account because I would rather pass away with a little extra money in the pot than to be short, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's a really good point. Wise thinking. If, if you're kind of in this boat of a person saying that kind of statement, just know that you're kind of the opposite of everybody else out there. And this might be one of those cases where it's not good to go against the tide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really good point. Something else is when somebody says, I you know, won't ever go into the nursing home. I'd rather just be put out of my misery than have to end up there. And uh, that's a more common statement than maybe some folks would realize. Yeah, you know, we actually, I mean, we have some of those discussions and I understand that there are a lot of people that would rather stay at home and not going to a nursing home, but you also have to consider the impact it may have on your family. You know, what if you don't have anybody to take care of you so that you can stay in your home? Or what if that causes a tremendous burden on your children? And so you really have to plan for not just necessarily nursing home, but long-term care expenses that need to be part of the plan. And so, you know, for a lot of people, they don't even realize that with a good long-term care policy, it would pay benefits to have somebody come and take care of them at home. They may not ever need to go into a nursing home or assisted living, but we have to plan for that. And we have to plan for some of the costs that go along with that. Great points, Carrie. Something else we can add to this list as well, potential famous last words from somebody might be, I can always go back to work if I really have to. Mm. But can you? Because what if you have a significant health issue? A lot of people, you know, they think they're going to go 90 miles an hour and be healthy until the day that they pass away in their sleep. And that may not happen. And so, if you retire and you do have some health issues, you may not be able to work. And so that's why it's really important to make sure that you have enough money in retirement, that you have a plan so you don't have to have that fallback and to say, oh, I can just go back to work and make more money, you know, if I start to run short. I think that that's just not a good plan. 
Yeah, that's just not the best option to take there. You can always go back to work if you really have to. You want that to be a want. You want to have that be a, I'd like to go back to work. I Maybe I miss work, you know, and so I want to dabble back in it. And you don't want that to have to be a, a must to go back right. into the Right, and, and the skills that you would have or need in the workplace. Um, I just read an article just the other day that, you know, Walmart is getting rid of all of their in-store greeters. And so that used to be a lot of retirement people, just kind of part-time to stay in there. And, you know, they're doing away with that complete program. Yeah. Yeah. I know they faced a lot of backlash from that discussion in that situation, and they're trying to find some, maybe some other remedies and, you know, some other things to try and, you know, fix that problem because a lot of people were, were sad that that was going to happen because you're exactly right. I like right. that. I love, I love that. I mean, you had somebody there at least to see kind of a smiling face and, and happy experience. Walmart to me, I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but it's really become very transactional and just check out your own groceries and away you go. And so, you know, I would be happy if they brought that back. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good discussion to have. Certainly last but not least, maybe other, uh, one other common famous last word kind of statement that might be said in your offices. I don't need to worry about an estate plan. That'll just be my kid's problem to deal with when I'm gone. Okay. So this is my biggest pet peeve out of all the statements. I probably hear this one the most And it's really hard for me because I tell people all the time, if you don't love your family, then die without a plan. Don't have a will if you really just hate them because that's what's going to happen. And it's sad that people think that way. They just say, well, it's not my problem. I won't be here. They can deal with it later. But honestly, when it comes to that type of mentality, then that's really not the type of clients that we're helping, right? The type of clients that we work with want to make sure that it's easy for their children, that it's an easy transition of assets and legacy stories and really minimizing the taxes and all the expenses that go along with it. But, you know, I still hear it from time to time. And so, you know, part of my mission is to really educate people, especially if they say something like that, because I want them to understand what the burden is and what the impact is to your family if you don't plan. And sometimes once they understand the consequences, then they say, "Okay, yeah, you know, I really don't want that to happen. But yeah, that's a really big one. Any other common statements you hear from potential clients that, you know, make you cringe that you got to kind of get them set straight on? You know, I think the last one was the one that I hear, you know, most often, but I think we've pretty much hit, hit the major points there. Yeah. Well, what would be a helpful route for somebody to take if they're listening to the show today and going, Ooh, maybe I, uh, maybe I have said a few of those things over time. I I know my hand is slightly raising maybe a little bit, or if I was talking for my parents, maybe their hands would be up on one or two of these items. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think for anyone that's really just interested in learning more and wanting to kind of take the first step to become more educated about these issues is to contact us and request the Wealth Protection Toolkit. And the Wealth Protection Toolkit, it is a physical box. Um, We ship it to your home. And it includes several of the books that I've written on estate planning, investments, minimizing your taxes on your 401ks and IRAs, and really, you know, how to protect your loved ones, your wealth, and your legacy. And so for anybody that wants to request the Wealth Protection Toolkit, they can go to our website, which is www.kureshilaw.com. Or they can also just give us a call at 870-275-4304 to request the Wealth Protection Toolkit. 
Again, those are your ways to get that Wealth Protection Toolkit. Just call 870-275-4304, or you can go online to QureshiLaw.com. We'll put a link in the description of today's show where you can get that toolkit as well. Just go to QureshiLaw.com or check the description of today's show. The Family Wealth Protection Toolkit, very helpful for anybody looking to learn more about this financial and estate planning world. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Carrie Qureshi a little bit better on today's show. Fun question for you this week, Carrie. Uh, what did you want to be when you were uh, when you were little? Hmm. Well, I think when I was really little, most of the time I wanted to be a veterinarian. Okay. I grew yeah. up. I I loved animals, especially loved dogs. I loved horses, and so. I really wanted to be able to help animals. And so that was when I was little. But obviously, when I got older, I realized that I couldn't really handle all the blood and the guts that went along <laughs> with being a veterinarian. <laughs> um, and so I had to change my career goals. Um, but in a lot of my little picture drawings and stuff from when I was little, I wanted to be a vet. Well, in a way, you're still uh, helping animals in your current line of work, at least when it comes to uh, horses, right? By helping horse owners. And I know that you have a a specialty and uh, particular expertise in that side of the law. Right. We still do a little bit of equine law um, just because of my background. We also have a little bit of an equine law practice where we help horse owners with contracts and everything. And then with estate planning, we help set up pet trusts. And so if someone comes in and they have that pet that's really important to them. We make sure that we put provisions in their trust to take care of that pet once they're gone. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very neat. Well, very cool. Well, you didn't turn out to be a vet, but you're still, like we said, helping animals. That's kind of neat. It just morphed a little bit into who you became today. And it's actually perfect because my cousin became a vet. And so now when I have questions, I just text her at all hours of the day to get my free vet advice. There you go. Oh, <laughs> always nice to have one of those in the family, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. That's getting to know Carrie a little bit better. And now it's time to answer one of your questions on today's show. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So as we open up the mailbag, we've got a good question from Vera in Conway today. And Vera says, it seems like we're going to head into a down market soon. What strategies do you think are best for handling a down market for someone in their 50s and 60s versus someone in their 30s? Looking for advice for me, but also for my son, who is obviously younger. Right. Well, I think, you know, the one thing we have to realize is that no one has a crystal ball, right? And so everyone's been saying that it's time for a down market. It's time for a down market. And we had a little bit of a scare even last fall when the markets dropped and everybody said, oh, here it comes, here it comes, right? And some people panicked and pulled out on the stock market. But the ones that stayed in, you know, the market's been up for the past five months. And so first of all, that's a lesson that we can't try to predict the markets and time the markets. But, you know, what you have to take from that is that your portfolio should be set up to withstand both the ups and the downs of the market. You really should not be tweaking it based on predictions about the future. But your portfolio should look different if you're in your 50s or 60s and really close to retirement than someone like your son who is younger. And so 
for an older, you know, near retirement investor, we need to have more conservative investments. And so that if the markets do go down, you know, it takes a little dip, but it's not going to drastically impact your portfolio. But, you know, for someone that is younger in their 30s, they can take on more risk because even if, you know, their portfolio drops, they have plenty of time to recover. And so the big thing is that everybody is different when it comes to building a portfolio, but that you have to have the portfolio designed and understand the investments that go in it and the percentages and how they all work together and that that is going to stay the same regardless of the ups and downs of the market. It's a really good question, Vera. Glad that you're thinking about the future. But yeah, good reminder, Carrie, nobody's got that crystal ball. So you got you can't just think about the market in one direction all the time. It, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a living, breathing thing and moving and shaking all over the place. The only thing predictable about it is that it will change. And uh, we have Absolutely. to keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. Well, if you've got a question you want to uh, have featured on the show, you can go to KureshiLaw.com to submit those. That's also where you can go if you want to get in touch with Carrie one-on-one -on -one, or, as we mentioned earlier, get that Family Wealth Protection Toolkit packed with two of Carrie's books and more great information about financial, legal, and life planning and making sure that you integrate all of those together. Again, check the description of today's show on whatever app you're using, or if you're on the website or you're near a computer, go to KureshiLaw.com to get the Wealth Protection Toolkit. It is free. Keep that in mind. So it's a great resource to get and no cost to you. You can also call and request that toolkit or ask Carrie your questions over the phone, 870-275-4304 is the number, 870-275-4304. Carrie, appreciate all the help on today's podcast. It was a lot of fun, and we'll do it again next time. Yep. Thank you, Walter. Looking forward to it. That's Carrie Qureshi. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the podcast, Smart Simple Wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.